You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ. To be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You were not made to make excuses. time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, coming at you with another episode of the Seeking Excellence Podcast. And first of all, just want to thank you for listening. It's great to have you with us. Great to be here uh, in your speaker, in your ear, sharing uh, some insights today. I I know you might have seen the title of today's episode on Catholic influencers. This is a topic that I'm really interested in. Um, It's definitely more... All of my podcasts are opinion-based, obviously, but this more feels like some of them are more like documentary style, some more encouragement, inspiration, uh, some more, more like practical tips and guides and stuff like that. But this one is definitely a heavy, heavy opinion piece. Um, and it's going to cover a number of different topics. But specifically, I'm going to talk about this article that was put out by the young Catholic woman. So you might know them. I actually was was featured in their vigil magazine. They have like a monthly magazine like a year ago, I want to say. Maybe two years ago, a year and a half. And it was really awesome. They did a spot on Seeking Excellence. Very, very grateful for that. Some of you might have even started listening from that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. They have like a great blog, big following on Instagram. I think there's like 31,000 followers on Insta. And they just crush it. They put out some really, really great content. And so what I specifically am going to talk about today, though, is the uh, article written by Sabrina McCormick is her name. Did I say that right? Yep. Sabrina McCormick. um, And it's titled, Why I Unfollowed You, An Open Letter to Catholic Influencers. So there's kind of three main points she brings up as to why she unfollowed some Catholic influencers. And so we're going to go through those uh, kind of main points. I'm just going to share some thoughts. I'm going to share some thoughts with you and what I think about what she said, because there's a lot I agree with and some I disagree with. Um, and so I'm really intrigued and excited to talk about it today. Emily and I kind of talked about it at dinner last night, but you know, my podcast, uh, the podcast is just the best place for me to really clarify my thoughts on things. And so I wanted to have, you know, when I'm struggling with an issue, much like I've taken this from Jordan Peterson, kind of, if you're struggling with something like mentally or trying to think through a problem, Uh, writing it out or speaking it out is very, very helpful. But before we get into all that today, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, check out Sock Religious. Sock Religious has some great religious wear. They've got awesome religious socks. They also have some super dope t-shirts and they have now some awesome mugs. I don't have any code or anything special for Sock Religious. I just want to promote them to you guys because I think that they're awesome. Um, Friends with some of the, the the founder and some of the guys who work there great group of people. They're also, I don't know if by the time this comes out, this is only going to be a few weeks from now, but they are hiring too. They're looking for a director of finance. I've gotten to tour their facility there in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a great city. Uh, I love those like big, not big, but big for the Midwest cities. Um, It's clean. It's awesome. There's lots to do. Uh, Lots of things come to Indianapolis, um, like the final four and, you know, national championship for college football and Big Ten Championship, things like that. And so I, I would encourage you to check that out. Or if you know anybody who's hiring, send them their way. Uh, greatly appreciate it. So check them out. They, they also sponsored our wedding socks. So gave me a great discount on um, 10 pairs of St. Joseph. So Father Meyer down to the last groomsmen and our electors all had on some St. Joseph 
socks. And those are super, super swag. So I want to encourage you to check that out. Also got a super dope St. Joseph, the worker mug. So you can get your morning coffee on and be inspired by St. Joseph, who was certainly no ho. He got to work. And so let's get to work today. That's what you're thinking. You're like, all right, shut up. I get it. I'm going to buy some socks. I appreciate that on behalf of Sock Religious. But let's talk about the young Catholic woman. Um, first, as as usual, as usual, let me go ahead. Let, let your boy go ahead and give you this quick disclaimer. This is not meant. I have no beef with Sabrina McCormick. I've never met the young lady. I've looked her up on Instagram. She seems very delightful. Um, her and her, I think she's engaged. So her fiance seems great. Um, I, just, I, I don't only say her name because if you look up the article and I'm going to link to the article, she clearly wrote it. It's not like it's anonymous. And I went digging to find who wrote the article. I don't have any uh, dislike towards her or negative feelings towards her. Um at whatsoever. So anything that I criticize is not criticizing her. I'm just I'm just talking through the ideas that she shared and addressing what I agree with and what I don't agree with because I think it's a, a worthwhile topic. I've thought about this for a very long time, and I'll explain more about that in a second. This also is nothing negative against the young Catholic woman. As I said, I've worked with them before. I think that they're great. I love their Instagram account. I follow them, even though I'm not a young Catholic woman. And I think the content they put out is great. And I'm glad that they published this article. I would have published this article had she brought it to me on Seeking Excellence. So, uh, and we'll be happy to have a conversation with her someday. So Sabrina, if this gets sent to you, holla at your boy, because I would love to have you on. I might message her after this and ask her if she'd like to record and discuss it. So this is kind of my way of, of ta- taking on a topic that I both agree with and disagree with, but there's nothing negative against them, nothing bad against them. Or anybody else. I'm not going to bring up any other names. The reason, like I said, I brought Sabrina because she clearly wrote the article. I'm going to link to the article and try to push traffic towards the article by doing this podcast on it. Um, but yeah, that's that feels like do you guys. That feels like enough of a disclaimer. Do you guys feel good with that? I feel like I have to do that every time because people get really worked up. And not even not even her. I'm not even afraid of her. But I feel like somebody would tell her that like there was some negative thing said about her. She may never hear this, but usually it's like word of mouth. That's how like bad things get out. It's like, Oh, did you hear this? Like dude said something bad about you. And it's like, I, I really didn't. We're allowed to criticize each other's ideas. She, in a certain sense, I don't, I don't consider myself a Catholic influencer. I don't know what the definition of that would be. Um, I definitely think we have different categories of Catholic accounts on social media. I'm not on, I'm not on Twitter. I have like a Twitter to read things, but I don't tweet. I have zero tweets. I had one way back in the day. I deleted it because um, it needed deleted. And then I have a new one that I mainly follow, like crypto and sport news. Um, so that's what that's for. But and Jordan Peterson. And then uh, yeah, so Catholic influence. You know, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because there's these Catholics with these big like social media followings, um, and it's kind of interesting how like influential certain random people are on Instagram with like these huge followings that are way bigger than like your big, like Sikh superstars, right? Like you have the big Catholic speakers and then you have Catholic speakers who are really well known in the Catholic speaking circuit who have no social media presence, but they've written a lot of books and done a lot of those things. So it's really interesting, like how social media and the real world in the church are like almost two different worlds. Well, there's the real world in the church and there's the speaking world in the church. And then there's the social media And I've like very much dabbled in all three. Obviously I live in the real world of the church, but as far as like speaking on social media, I'm like very, very much like on the fringes of both. Right. I have like, uh, I don't know, 3,500 followers or something on Instagram, which is not big. And uh, I've spoken at a few cool, like bigger events, right. With some big headlining people, definitely on like the opener, you know, the, the smaller name on that. And I don't, I don't, I want to just say, you know, I don't know why I'm just sharing my thoughts, but I don't have like this deep desire to be like a famous Catholic speaker. I don't have a deep desire to have like a ton of followers on social media, but I have been convicted by, you know, through the Holy spirit, I believe, hopefully through my prayer discernment um, is that seeking excellence is a philosophy that's worthwhile and that is needed in the church. And I don't know if it's needed by 500 people, 5,000 or 50,000 or half a million people. And I just kind of am grateful that like God can do what he wants with this podcast, with my writing, with my speaking. And he knows 
because I've expressed it to him very clearly many times that I'm down for it to be whatever he wants. If he wants me to do this full time someday, great. I would love that because it's my favorite thing that I do uh, other than spend time with my, my wife and, you know, a few other things. I really like golfing now. So that's probably up there, but I really enjoy podcasting. I would love to be able to do like a Matt Frad, you know, pints of the Aquinas type thing and really have a great studio and be able to bring in guests on a regular basis into the studio uh, to be able to write more books and things like that. I would love to be able to do that stuff more full-time. Um, I also love my job at Howl though. And I'm very content with where I'm at with that. And doing this on the side is a lot of fun, uh, but we got some great opportunities and things coming up as well. So we'll see what happens, but I don't feel like this pressure in that I'm like trying to grow my social media following, or I think it allows for me to have a, a good freedom where like, it's kind of like whatever happens, happens, you know? And I think a lot of people don't take that approach and they kind of try to force things. And it's fun. It's interesting for me seeing all the different Catholic accounts because there's many of them out there. Uh, and by Catholic accounts, let me give a definition of that. I'm going to think of one real quick. Catholic account, I mean, somebody who like in their bio says that they're Catholic, right? So it's a part of, it's a known part of who they portray themselves to be on social media. And so I would fall into that category. But I don't think that everybody that does that is a, necessarily a Catholic influencer. Let me look up real quick. I would just be curious as to know what the, what's the definition of an influencer. I love uh, the definition of things because I'm one of the like 15 people left who still appreciates truth. Um, okay, I see. I see. All right, so I'm going to read that for you real quick. And then we'll get into the article. Sorry, I, I just shared my opening thoughts. And I'm pretty much done with the opening opening disclaimer. So an influencer, by definition here, under marketing, um, like the marketing influencer, is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. So I guess that would, I mean, I've had like codes for stuff. I don't know that I've ever succeeded in it. So I don't know that I actually have the ability because I don't know if anybody's ever actually downloaded or bought anything that I've had. Um, other than listening to the podcast for free. So I don't know that I'd, I'd be a successful influencer. So I'm like a failed influencer, not failed because I haven't quit yet, but failing, I'm a failing influencer. I'm on my way to being a failed influencer, which is good to know. I just want to know where I stood, um, which is, which, yeah, it's, it's helpful. Um, but yeah, so people with big followings, I guess, that promote products and discount codes and things like that. Okay, so that's like your Catholic influencers. So that's a different category. So you have your Catholic accounts, then you've got your Catholic influencers. Now for me, I think there's another category. And these to me are the most frustrating people at times on social media. And I'm going to call these people, this third category, the Catholic reality stars. Okay. So they don't have reality TV shows, but they're very much like documenting lifestyle type things. Their life is always like pretty glamorous. Things are like very high quality, fancy clothes, fancy events, fancy things. Um, there's like this kind of mysteriousness to them. You like don't really know too much about them. There's like this hidden aspect of them typically. Um, and I think this is a lot of who uh, the author, Sabrina, was talking about in this article. So she actually writes it as a letter. Dear Catholic Influencers, I write to you as a friend and a sister. Um, but also the unpopular girl, the one who isn't seen like you are. Now, this this was something that I thought was one really interesting. Um, is when I looked up her Instagram, like I felt like it was comparative to some of the things that I felt like she complained about, which I think is interesting. Because I think one thing that's really hard to, for me to tell at times is like what like the market the market on like catholic the on like catholic instagram is so intriguing to me because you really like never know i see some accounts that look exactly like other accounts and one account will have like 200 followers and the other account will have 20,000 and I don't know, like, have, there's probably not been studies done. I don't know if it's just consistency in posting or what, or like longevity, but they both will have like a lot of posts 
And some of them just have a lot less followers. And I know that it can be tempting. And I'm not saying that this was her primary motivator, but I just would be curious to know. And I would ask her this if we were able to talk. And I hope that we will be able to talk one day, whether personally or publicly. Is like what level when people criticize people like this, these Catholic reality stars or Catholic influencers, what level, if there is any envy in there? Because I think everybody on social media, 95% of people on social media want to have more followers, right? It's a cool thing. It's fun. It's attractive to have a lot of social media followers. I think there's no doubt about that, right? Like everybody knows it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody kind of thinks about that. Um, And it's hard to not, right? Like the comparison bug of social media is real. It exists for all of us. It hurts all of us uh, to varying degrees and at varying times. But I'm just kind of curious, you know what I mean? Like for some of the people that criticize some of these people, I'm like, if you had gone viral and I don't know this woman at all, so I'm not saying this is her, but I've talked to a lot of other people who I've seen express similar concerns, uh, you know, friends and family and people that I've just kind of talked to at random points at college and um, college friends. And then at BC last year and things like that, uh, you know, coworkers. Where I'm like, if you had gone viral and you randomly had like five or 10,000 followers, like, would you, would, would you not be that person? Whether it's the influencing and trying to get people to buy stuff because you get offered the codes or money to do so, or um, the glamour shots or the fancy things. Like, it's so hard for us to remember that most of the time when we see somebody that we're tempted to judge or is doing something we don't like, we would be that person had our life not been different than theirs. So put in the same circumstances, we may very well be that person that we don't like. And then we're feeling, and I, I think she's very good and very clear about not judging. Cause even though that's true, we're still called to fraternal correction and to call each other out when we're, when we're off the mark, right. When we're missing the mark. So we're still called to do that. But sometimes with these people who criticize like the Catholic influencer world, I'm just curious. You know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to know. You never know what people would do if they were in different circumstances, but I know some people that it's like, you probably do the same thing, you know? And so you have to be really careful with all this stuff. And this is why I I was talking to Em about it last night. And I'm like, this is why, this is one of the reasons, you know, I did that podcast. I was very worked up when I recorded it. Why do I curse so much? And I'm like, this is one of the reasons why, right? Is because I, uh, I know who I am and I want to be that person. I know that I curse in my life uh, more than Emily would like me to, but still less than I'd sometimes like to. So we're kind of meeting in the middle. Life's all about compromise. And uh, it was kind of a joke. So don't take it too seriously. But I, I curse on social media. I curse on the podcast because that's what I do. I curse. I'm not going to, I'm not going to come out here and act like I'm something I'm not right. I get, sometimes I get too worked up and I, I get aggressive on social media uh, sometimes I'm funny when it's not supposed to be funny. And I do that too. And sometimes, uh, I'm overweight and sometimes I'm unhappy and sometimes life's been rough and I try to share those things, you know? Um, because I think that my goal is to try to promote this philosophy of seeking excellence, to relate to people where they are and to call them and push them, encourage them, providing purpose, direction, and motivation to get to where God's calling them to be. And that is in my mind, uh, striving for a life of excellence for, for most of us. And so that's what I try to do. Um, but I think like we all have a social media version of ourselves, you know? Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people change for it. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So she said she had to unfollow a lot of us. Um, or not, I don't know why I said us. I doubt, I don't think she ever followed me. So I don't know why I said us. <laughs> I hate myself for that. I hate myself for a number of reasons. And that's one of them. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Okay, so she had to unfollow a lot of uh, you, you all, you Catholic influencers. Whatever. She had to unfollow a lot of Catholic influencers. And so the first reason, basically, she says, is because of your attitudes and, quote, authority, end quote. So that's in the old air quotes. Um, And having strong opinions about all these different topics. Um, And the faith is one of the biggest marketing tools these people have. And so she's talking about, you know, basically having like this authority. Now this is a tempting thing and it's, and it's challenging. Right. And I, cause I see both sides of this. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. I don't know where I land on this yet, 
which is why I'm talking to you guys about it. So authority, that's, that's, that's dangerous. And so if you listen to my episode, um, I think it's last week. Yeah. I haven't made my new schedule yet, but it's either the last week or next week on, uh, Vatican II and Pope Francis and all these things. They talk a lot about authority, right? And the topic of authority. Now we as lay people have to be careful because we have none, right? We basically have no authority. In certain ways, you have authority, right? I have authority in my home as a Catholic, as a husband and all this stuff, right? But, and you have some authority, so not none, but you have none teaching authority really, except for teaching what the church teaches when it comes to the matters of the faith. We can teach a lot of other things, right? You can teach physics, you can teach American history, and you, you can know different topics. The hard part is, like I said in my episode of Why Do I Curse So Much, is how many effing disclaimers do you have to give? I think you have to be very specific when you say, um, this is church teaching, is X, Y, and Z. That obviously you want to be, you want to be precise on. But I think the other thing is like, sometimes people will take you going on a rant about your opinion on something, and people will be like, that's not church teaching. And it's like, I didn't say that it was. Do you have, if I have Catholic in my bio on Instagram, do I have to every word that I share clarify whether or not it is church teaching? I don't think so. Do I have to be extremely cautious and careful when I speak and say that the church teaches X, you know, dot, dot, dot? Yes. But do you have to say everything? And like, yes, sometimes we have strong opinions. And yes, sometimes people like to follow people who have strong opinions. I don't think most people are listening to this podcast because I have, uh, you know, moderate opinions that I don't really care about, right? Like who the hell listens to anybody with soft opinions? And I'm not saying that I have strong opinions just to piss people off and have strong opinions for the sake of having them. But you do have strong opinions. That's like why people listen to anybody speak or they read your writing. Like they want to know your thoughts on things. And so you're going to have opinions. And so I like, I'm, I'm with this one and I'm not with this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like we have to be careful. And like I've said before, or like I said in the Pope Francis podcast, I talk about two accounts who claim to be Catholics, one who denies that Pope Francis is the actual Pope and one who denies church teaching on things like same-sex attraction, LGBT, other LGBT issues, um, and probably abortion, if I had to guess. I'm not sure. I'm not positive. But it's like, to me, neither of those people are Catholic. And even if you're just sharing that opinion, it's a very wrong opinion, objectively, in the eyes of the church. And so you're doing a lot of harm. So you have to be careful with that. But if I share my opinion on, you know, uh, something that is not like hard church teaching, something that, like I think for me, an example of this could be like um, the death penalty, right? Like we're supposed to be against death penalty in most cases. But we're not supposed to be death, against death penalty in every and all case necessarily. But it can, there's like there's a little bit of gray area in there for that. But maybe that's a bad example. Um, what would be another one of like who to vote for or something? Like if I'm talking about who to vote for, and I say that voting for uh, you know Nancy Pelosi is like an evil thing to do because she's a radical pro-abortion. Um, I don't think that that means that it's like church teaching, you know, like I'm not speaking on behalf of the magisterium. I'm very clearly not that, right? Like I'm not uh, the Pope. And so like, we have to be careful. You have to be careful. I think if you're speaking on these topics in any and all cases, I, I also think that Catholics too often in conversation will say, well, in my opinion, it's just my opinion that, you know, the, the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ. It's like, that's not your opinion. That's the truth. So we also have people who are too soft when, when it comes to authority and like sharing things that has been spoken and, and solidified by the authority of the church. And then we have people who go overstep that and have their own kind of authority, which is also dumb. So, yeah. This is the other issue with that paragraph, I think, that I have. Okay, yeah. So this is this is kind of my other issue. And I, I brought this up um, in my mind before otherwise i brought it up but it was like so she kind of goes on to talk about like uh the apostles evangelized and taught influence so to speak they always taught what jesus taught often repeated what he said word for word etc um 
And that a lot of times people take your tech, your marketing techniques, your opinions, regardless of the topic, are mistaken for facts, for doctrine, or for dogma. Now, yes, the apostles who lived directly after Christ did repeat what he said a lot of times word for word. Many of the saints did not. Right? Like, many of them did, and they will reference, like, you read Jesus of Nazareth by Pope Benedict XVI. There's lots of quotes in there, but, like, he expands a lot through discernment and prayer and other things. Like the Summa Theologica is pretty long and it's not just all quotes from Christ. Like people have opinions on other things. And these, these people also like had conversations, you know? And so they had a lot of opinions on a lot of topics. I mean, look, we have hours and hours of video of Fulton Sheen and Mother Angelica, not just repeating the words of Christ. So like you can talk on other topics and sometimes as Catholics, like this pisses people off when they are of other political parties or have other views on certain topics. But like we're allowed, like you're allowed as a Catholic to like have other opinions on things and to talk about other topics. That's kind of the challenge is like there's this acknowledgement that a lot of like Catholic influencers have made Catholicism cool again and make it approachable and likable to a lot of people. Obviously, it turns a lot of people off, too. But it has made it more relatable to a lot of people, I think. And I think that ultimately it's net positive in the results that it gets. But that, that again, that's purely opinion. I have no facts to back that up. But that's my that's my hunch. But like, if you put if, if you like, is is it better to not do that? Like, are my two options that I can put Catholic in my bio and only post about and talk about Catholic specific things, repeating dogma and teachings of the church or the words of Christ, and evangelizing, or I can remove Catholic from my bio and then I'm free to talk about anything I want to. I think the answer is in the middle. I put Catholic in my bio. I have to be careful about what I share, the example that I set, which you already have to do as a Catholic, regardless of whether or not Catholic's in your bio. I think I also have to be cautious of the times where I said the church says or the church teaches. And I think that I should seek to have my other opinions formed by God through prayer and by the Holy Spirit and through a well-formed conscience. That's what I think. And I think that's the middle ground because it kind of goes on to like if St. Peter were alive today or Mary Magdalene, they were sharing their favorite brand of sandals or mascara. Yeah, that would be wrong because the focus, you're correct, would not be on Christ. It would not be on evangelization. St. Peter was also the Pope. I'm not advocating for Pope Francis to start like endorsing Nike or, you know, getting sponsorship deals out here. I think that's pretty wild. Um, I don't like that at all. Uh but like we're not, but we're not the Pope. That's why I hated when he had that whole freaking Pfizer commercial, or whatever it was, the whole like pro vaccine commercial. Um, but that's a song for another time. Um, but I think like that's the thing to me is like, yes, in that post, the focus is not on saving souls for Christ. Does every post have to be? And if so, why? Why are we the only people on social media who are limited to speaking about a specific topic? It almost feels like this, like, shut up and dribble aspect of Catholic Catholicism. It's like you can't talk about anything else or do anything else because you're supposed to be just purely evangelizing. And it's like, why does that have to be what it is? That's literally like one of the most anti-seeking excellence things in the world. Because, like, to me, talking about some of those other things, whether it be makeup or it be sports or it be fitness or it be mental health, can be a magnet to pull other people in to expose them to Catholicism. And sometimes if you're doing makeup videos or whatever it is, you're going to get people who are going to be like, hey, if you promote our product, we'll give you money to do so. And if you're trying to raise a family, why would you not do? And, and it's not like unethical. Why not? What's wrong? What's, what's the moral failure there? I don't understand. That's where I'm struggling. That's where I really struggled with that one. It's because it's like, yeah, you kind of lose the focus on the ministry of evangelization or on your product promotion. Like, I remember when, when we used to talk about our story, Emily and I, and meeting on Instagram, like she would often say, like, we both use Instagram for ministry. And I think that's more true for her than it is for me. You know, Seeking Excellence, it's called a ministry, but like, I don't know. The word ministry to me is so interesting because it means so many different things to so many different people. And it's like, what is a ministry? Like you have your online ministry. Like, what does that mean? What does that 
and I'm not, this isn't like against Emily, but like, I've often just struggled with this within myself of like, is my Instagram a ministry? Is Seeking Excellence a ministry? I don't know what it is. It's a podcast. Uh, we create content to help people to live lives of excellence, which I believe is the best way to live. Is that what ministry is? Then I guess we are a ministry. But my ministry is to help people to thrive in all seven pillars of excellence, because I think that's what allows people to thrive spiritually. And I also strive to give people the tools to strive spiritually. But I'm going to have content in, in the other six pillars. And sometimes I'm going to have content just talking about golf or March Madness or the NFL playoffs. And like then the, the focus is also on different things. I don't, I don't see that as an issue. You know, it's like the Gary V, like Gary V says to like create podcasts and content and stuff on whatever you're folk, you're interested in. And it's like, why can't that be your thing? Like I, I'm going to post about golf. I'm going to post about football. You know what I mean? Politics, cultural stuff. And then I also post about Catholic things because I'm also Catholic. And that's the primary identity that I have. And I try to make that as known as possible, but you're going to have people who peep in and out at different times when you're not in that phase of talking about that, because you just don't talk about it all the time. There are people who, yes, who have feeds that have no pictures of themselves and it's all crucifixes and rosaries. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. But do we all have to do that? Is that really some like moral standard we all have to put out? I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. So then this one is probably the one that I really, uh, probably the next two. I really feel this next one. So I'm going to switch from strongly disagreeing to really putting some plus ones down on this one. So the second reason is due to a seeming lack of authenticity. Says, you know, like the who am I to judge um, and like recognizing, you know, that she doesn't know anyone's heart, which is great. Um she says that she thinks millennials and Gen Z can spot in authenticity pretty easy. And dude, man, man, this one, this one really gets me. Uh, she said, I'm over, I'm over the curated color coordinated feeds, the wacky camera angles and the program, big reveals that often take place on your accounts. Dude. Yes. Without passing judgment, it seems as though these are tools being employed to hack the algorithm, gain followers, and get people talking about you. That's one of the reasons why I, I've said this before, too. One of the reasons why I talk about political things is that so people will unfollow me. It's pretty amazing. You know, like I've been accused of some of these things and like being hungry for followers and all this stuff. And I'm like, do you realize that I have the only reason I've grown in followers? Like I've grown in followers probably 2000 in the last two years or something like that. Right. Like I had a pretty I just started my Instagram and I got out of Ranger School in 16. And I mean, I probably had a thousand followers for three years or something like that, four years. And I didn't care because I like barely posted. I just kind of scrolled it, whatever. And then I started to like really intentionally share. We started to build Seeking Excellence. And I realized it's a great tool to help get the philosophy and the podcast and all this stuff out there. Right. But, um, I've had, I, like I said, if I've had 2,000, let's say I've had 2,500 people follow me, I've had 2,000 people unfollow me, <laughs> right? Like I've lost a lot too. And that's kind of like the give and take. And I don't like, you just have to not key in on the numbers, right? Like I, I like, try, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if, if 10 of you consistently listen to the podcast, I think I would, I would still do it. You know, I'm, I'm blessed now that we're up to a point where hundreds of people are listening to each episode and it's awesome. I'm so blessed. And Humbled that you find this worthy of listening to, worthy of your time. But yeah, the 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 like sole focus on that, you know, like we had a debate. I remember when I first launched Seeking Excellence, and I was trying to brainstorm um, people to have on the podcast as guests. And it's so tempting when you see these, like, especially girls, girls look out. It's so much easier. And, and like you can say that I'm like some guy bitching about whatever. Um, I'm perfectly okay with that because I am about to bitch about whatever. So like women have it so easy on Catholic women, especially have it so easy on social media for all the, all the challenges that Catholic women face in dating, 
where you have where you have the advantage is in is in uh ministry online ministry of any sort right so like gaining followers gaining podcast listeners and things like that typically a lot easier for women and so i've seen these female podcasts that come out and they ma- they have every like major um instagram account on and we did something similar for the holy happy hours for sure because we were trying to really promote them um but then you have like all these major people on the podcast and stuff like that. And then it grows exponentially because you're reaching all these Catholic women, right. Who are interested in what you're doing. And uh, we had to decide pretty early on that we weren't going to do that. Right. And so you've seen even like recently having people with much smaller followings, people who I've just come across and I'm like, wow, your story is great. Like I'd love to get it out there for people. And I love getting great feedback. We usually will have more people listen to those half the time than the people who do have big followings. Um, but I don't try to just like constantly whale hunt and it can be tempting right on the business side of things of like, you're trying to grow a podcast or a ministry. Um, but that's one of the great things right now of like, we have no like financial incentive. So we just do whatever. I just do whatever I want. Right. I do whatever I discern is right. And um, go after these things. And so it's a fun time, but I can see how people over time get like a little bit more uh, convinced to do things that might go against their integrity or, initial desires and plans. But I do think the lack of authenticity, man, this is what I was talking about with like the cursing, right? Um, sometimes the way people dress, like some, some people will be like super modest or um, on social media and not when they're off or uh, political topics and things like that. Like some people will be really, really bold and passionate about these like divisive or controversial topics and then really quiet about them when it comes to social media. Um, I've seen a lot of different things that have driven me crazy about both speakers and social media people, but I, I feel like, and I hope that when people get to meet, when I meet people who have follow me on social media, listen to the podcast, like you get like, this is it, you know, <laughs> for better or worse, this is your boy. This is, this is what you get when you meet me. And I, I don't know how true that is for a lot of people. And I, I don't take pride in that because it's not something to be proud about. I'm just not. Um, yeah, I would hate myself more if I didn't act like myself, you know, but didn't stay true to who I was. And so, yeah, you can definitely see the authenticity, like the Photoshop stuff. Like I said, like these people who just like flex how much money they have um, or flex like this like fancy living and stuff like that like there's times like it's cool to show or whatever but and emily's humbled me and and kept me from posting some things that i shouldn't have in the past not necessarily financially but just like things in general she's really helpful in that but yeah it's just it's just tough you know sometimes it just seems really not authentic really not real um and it's hard to yeah, understand. And that's where I talk about some of these like Catholic reality stars, right? Where it's like life is a mystery and there's like all this kind of cool shit to kind of add it up and flex on who you know and who you're with and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, nobody wants to see that shit all the time. You know, I never understand in the Catholic world the like celebrity mindset. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Any Catholic speaker or anybody like that, like, great. The only one, my only celebrity, as I've said before, and I got to meet Father Mike once. It's Father Mike Schmitz because he's my goat, right? Like he, in my opinion, is the goat. He's the goat of our generation. I know what goat means, but you can still have one for your generation, right? He's the greatest of our time, um, of our time. He's the goat, greatest of our time. I hate my, I hate that I said that. Um, I'm making a lot of, I'm making a lot of silly mistakes today, but Father Mike Schmitz, yeah, he's, he's a rock star. I hold him up. I always say like, you got to have one, you got to have one you hold up. And then if he falls, you just crumble down with him, you know, and I'm putting all my, all my chips on father bike. I'm mostly kidding. Um, but yeah, like this, like celebrity mindset, people being like, Oh, I got to, you know, get so excited. And it's like, dude, they're just people. Like the cool thing about Catholicism is like, we all go to the same church. You know what I mean? Like they kneel for the uh, consecration, just like I do, you know? And it's great. Like and there's people you can learn from and you can have respect for them. I could be very grateful for the way that they've impacted and changed my life, but they're not like these like famous celebrities who, and, and who gives a shit about famous celebrities either, honestly, or athletes. Like it's cool. Like it's great to meet them. It's great to thank them for the way they impacted your life. But let's, let's get off this, like trying to create this celebrity stuff for ourselves or whatever, or acting like other people have that status. 
I think it's so dumb. Just the humility. That's why I always say, like, you need to, and I told Emily this, I'm like, no matter how successful we get in life, whether it be financially, whether it be popularity, whatever, like, let's always be the family that volunteers to clean the church. That's like one of my rules for our family. We did it uh, leading up to Advent. We did it leading up to Easter. It's like the two times they really do it. I don't know if they do one in the fall too. Um, at our church, at our parish. And I was really moved by it because I was like, they made the announcements at every mass. And I was like, I looked at them like we're engaged at the first one. And I was like, we're doing like, we're doing that. Um, we need to go do that. And it was awesome. It was so moving for both of us. Cause we're literally both on like our hands and knees. I'm like scrubbing up like near the altar on the floor, trying to clean it. And it was, it was dope. I loved it. Um, but I'm like, I need this, right? Like I want to like, let me take out the trash, you know, I'm like at the parish. Don't show up to your parish like a big, it's the worst place in the world to show up. Like you, like you, like your shit don't stink is, is to church on Sunday. And so don't do that. Hold the door for people go out of your way, you know, like, be the servant. And if you're going to do it anywhere, like that's a great place to be it. But I'm like, always have that mindset, right? Like, don't just take, like I've always said to myself too, of like, if you're going to do the Catholic speaking thing, if you're going to speak at stuff, you have to be willing to say no to some paid ones and yes to some free ones, right? Because some parishes or youth groups or whatever are not going to be able to pay a lot of money. Um, and it's good to donate your time and your talents. And then, don't just go after everything that's paid, right? Like make sure your family is a priority. There's going to be times where it's not right. I'm not going to go speak on my wife's birthday or, you know, miss important family events or things like that. You got to have your priorities in line and may, some people do, and I'm not judging them for doing that, but that, those are my rules that I try to create for myself before going forward. So I can have some of those guidelines too, too often. I feel like people get into this, like, Oh, I know this person. I know that who, who cares? Shut up. Nobody gives a shit who, you know, like, and that's the thing too, with some of the authenticity and, and this kind of goes into the third one. So a third reason, I don't know what this French word is that she used, but the, the English version of it is self-regard. Another word would be pride. Um, and some of these people, it's like, I'm like, what I, I this again, it kind of goes back to like, I don't understand the Catholic market on social media. Cause I'm like, the stuff that that gets a ton of followers and likes and the stuff that doesn't, I have no idea how to understand it, which is why it makes it really easy to just be like, well, let's just focus on stuff that people need to hear um, and create content that's like that. I don't know what half of these people do or have done. And the amount of pride that it seems like some people have when it's like you've, you haven't accomplished anything is really remarkable to me. And I haven't done much in my life and I've done a decent bit, you know, but I, ha I don't look at myself like, Oh, I'm this kick-ass rock star. Who's done all these things now. Like, I don't think there's a lot of biracial ex army Rangers with combat deployment, um, with ministry and real world experience and the leadership experience. Like, I think I have kind of like a niche voice in that, but like there's, dozens and dozens and dozens if not hundreds of like rich young white women who were raised rich that have nice things that are attractive that post catholic stuff and get a lot of likes so the pride that some of these people have like it blows my mind i do not understand it these people who have simply like graduated from college and continue to practice their faith and some people have gone on to do things that i don't know everybody's lives but i do just kind of there's there's just some out there that like, I feel what she's saying. I definitely feel Sabrina on this to a certain extent. Like there's just like, there can be this, this pride, you know? And, and she says here, it's easy to spot your sins in others. And I definitely have struggled with pride a lot in my life and still do in many ways. And I don't often think about this stuff. So I'm not often thinking about like Catholic influencers and um, our pride or, you know, the way people do this stuff. Um, Uh, but yeah, she, and she admits here at the end too. Yeah. She says I often see selfies and glamor shots, my own included. So at least she acknowledges that. I really appreciate that. She's got a lot of humility in the way that she wrote this. And I think she really does kind of view it. The thing that made it feel like unhumble to like, like the, the, the lack of humility to a certain extent in the article for me was 
Like, oh, I do all this stuff too, but I unfollowed you. Why? If you do a lot of the same stuff, minus the influencing because you have a smaller following, would you be doing it if you had, I mean, who knows? But I think this is true. Yeah. We got to be careful. We got to make sure that people can see the face of Jesus in us. And um, holiness is the goal for that. And many of these people, these Catholic influencers, um, are great holy people. I'm friends with with some of them. I love some of them. Um, a lot of them are great. A lot of them are truly living out their faith and striving to to be holy, raise holy families, have holy marriages, whatever it might be, um, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think we all just ultimately just need to take ourselves a little bit less serious. I think we could all benefit from a a healthy dose of that. Let's be less intense about ourselves. Um, That was one of the great things about the army, kind of going back to what I said of like, what have you done? Like, let's have that mentality for ourselves. That's the mentality of excellence. And why I love the infantry, because like ranger school is a huge deal if you're in any other branch in the army as an officer, if you're a transportation officer, finance officer, chemical officer, aviation officer, um, armor even, um, yeah, any other one, logistics, ordinance, any of that stuff. Like if you have a ranger tab, like you're a badass, right? Whereas in the infantry world, if you don't have a ranger tab, you're a turd, ranger turd. If you don't have a ranger turd, I'm kidding. If you don't have a ranger tab, you're a turd. Uh, You're looked at as like you suck. And I like that. Because it's kind of like this, okay, yeah, you did some hot stuff, but like, what's next? You know, like, what's your next thing? And that's what we have to be, like, that's what a life of excellence is like. You can still take appreciation. You can still have your appreciation post. I'm not telling you to not share with the world when you have great accomplishments, when you write that book, when you have that kid, when you graduate from grad school, right? Whatever it is, all for it, baby. Share it. I'll like the shit out of it. I will congratulate you. I'll write congratulations in the comments. Um, with some clappy hands and and maybe the the party hat emoji, um, I'll celebrate with you. But always look, you know, just like an NFL player, like nobody cares what you did last Sunday, nobody cares what you did last season. Let's get after it today and in this season, in this chapter. Don't rest on on whatever it is that you've done already. And and even if you've absolutely crushed it in life, don't have such a pride about you that you feel so special and important. It drives me crazy. <laughs> see with some of these catholic speakers to hear not just what they charge but i gotta fly first class and i gotta have all this extra shit and i gotta stay at a marriott or you know these nice like uh, like marriott might have been kind of a, a hood example of a nice hotel but you know a four seasons or some like super fancy hotel and it's like dude like just take a step back dude take a step back have some humility you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay Right. And so, yeah, we just need, and we need like more ruggedness in that, you know, and a willingness to, to suffer and struggle. And because I think Catholic speakers and, and influencers, whatever, like they can be very much like our Hollywood celebrities where it's easy to lose touch with the people of the real world who don't live in this Catholic bubble of all rich, young Catholic professionals these wonderful relationships and living the dream that's not everybody's story and so we have to meet people where they are and stay connected with people so that we can be more relatable and we can have people uh relate to where we are and help them to move forward so those are my thoughts uh the other thing i was going to touch on i got some feedback about some pro-life stuff that i shared and this one dude, this is a kind of a big change of topic, but it kind of sticks along with the same thing of like disagreeing with people, right? Uh, the one I did with Jarrell size. And if you haven't heard that the living person, I think he's great. We disagree on a ton of stuff and I think that's okay. But we did this episode together of how to disagree and not hate each other. Um, and it's, uh, it's hard to do, but I think, you know, one of the things that's so important with this, like my, Hopeful future friend, Sabrina here. I hope that, uh, you know, 
we can disagree. I'm sure there's things she could look at my feed and my posting and be like, this guy's too brash. Maybe he's too aggressive. Whatever it is, he doesn't need to curse like that. Like there's things she could criticize me for. She could listen to my podcast just like I or read my blogs like I've done to her here. Um, and go through and get into some of that, you know? Um, and, and probably give me all types of feedback on things that I can improve on. And so this is not a uh thing where we have to be so sensitive when we disagree with each other that we can't like properly correct one another or strive to um in improve one another's position on things that's how we get better and i love sabrina i love a lot of the catholic influences that i've said i love the young catholic woman and i hope that we can all continue to grow uh together towards the missions that god has laid out before each one of us in our lives and so um pray through that today you know pray about the people you disagree with the people you might be struggling with always strive to remember that we might not be that different from each other. We might not be that different from the people we don't like. Um, but we might just have been blessed with different experiences than they've lived through. And that's awesome. And we just have to strive to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah. So pray for the people too. pray for your Catholic influencers, whoever drives you crazy on the internet. Lord knows there's plenty of people who drive me nuts. Um, but yeah, let's, let's strive to, to grow together. And so, yeah. So thank you for listening today. If you like today's episode, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, preferably more than one star, but you do what, what your heart tells you. Um, and, and just follow, follow that, uh, for the, for the review. And then you can follow us on Instagram at seeking three, six, five or at ncrank 23. Um, go, hell go follow Sabrina. If you want to, I don't know if she'd like me doing a little pump, uh, pump up for that. But uh, maybe I'll put her down there too. I'm going to ask her after this if she'll jump on a podcast with me sometime. I think it'd be fun to talk with her. Um, and then also check out, definitely check out the Young Catholic Woman. Uh, and I'll, I'll link the article for sure into this one. And uh, I hope you have a great day, a great week. Whatever it is, listen, this is, this is something I need to hear today. Whatever your dumbass is, and this is to me and to you, whatever your dumbass has been procrastinating on for weeks, Get it done today. Get it done today. Whatever you have been procrastinating on for weeks, whether that's going to confession, whether that's filing your taxes, whether that's, um, you know, I don't know. I have a ton of stuff on mine. Emailing that person, calling your parents, reaching out to your friend, whatever it is, whatever, you know what it is. Going to the gym, starting a gym membership, um, starting to actually freaking read. Do it today. Okay, let's get after it. Fight hard out there. Be your best. God bless.